You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back. It's been a little bit of a. It's been a bit of a stretch. We took a bit of a summer <laughs> vacation. <laughs> Something like that. No, we didn't. We've been working our tails off. There's no vacation. There's never a vacation. Oh my god. A goodness. vacation is still a working vacation for us. We we That's have okay. to. You know what? We're blessed. We're blessed to have all uh-huh. the opportunities on our plate right now that <laughs> takes up all of our time. <laughs> it's yes. all about perspective. Today. I'm Terry Goodlad. Anna Tigre is joining me, my beautiful wife. Uh, we're we're going to discuss, today we're <laughs> going to discuss, even we, we're laughing, we're having fun. Yeah. You know, the perfect couple, right? We're the Instagram couple, <laughs> the Pinterest couple. <laughs> We're not, we're not that pretty. No, no. We're not pretty enough to be the Instagram Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh no, we, we have our problems. I mean, a lot of people, we are very happy. We are very much in love. You know, we, we. That's real. That's real. Yeah, that is real. That is real. But, but we have our problems too. We don't wash our laundry on social media. No, we do it on Sundays. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. You know, we are we are vocal about our problems. That's what a lot of this podcast has turned into. That it wasn't supposed to be at the outset, I but guess it's just so. it's marriage counseling now. It kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> no, it was your idea. But we learned something. Okay, I got to talk about what we learned because this week. in my culture, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go, there we go, and that's what today is about: is cultures, yep. cultures. Now. I'm I'm from it Canada. Was, it, I was no, born and raised. I thought this I was topic, speaking. Excuse no, no, me no, no. for interrupting you while you're butting in like that. I was gonna say something. The Brazilian girl. No, I was gonna say that this topic sparked because we talked to a friend in the past few days, and she was sharing a lot of stuff that she and her husband have to work through, and we realized, oh my gosh, that is so similar to what we had to work through. Right. But with them is the opposite. You know, she's more like you and he's more like me. She's ex-military. Right. And so it was kind of cool to me because um, it wasn't like a man and woman thing. It's very much, it's so obvious that it's very much a personality or or a culture thing. Right? Right. And I, uh, I think it's culture. And so we should probably define culture. Uh, this is what we. I'll, li- I'll leave that. This to is you. what we've come to realize, and, and and this is the thing. You know, when when people get mad, and I've said this so many times, but when when you're going to embark upon something new in your life, a relationship, a child, <laughs> a dog, a house, a business, whatever it is, yeah, we always want to fantasize about the best day, uh huh, right? And we spend of all course. of our time dreaming about the best day, right? But if you don't acknowledge that you're going to have your absolute worst day <laughs> and have a plan and how you're going to deal with that, uh-huh. you will never have a best day. Yeah. Or you're going to have fear and fewer and It's going to be, yes, because, because really the reality of, of relationships and dogs and kids and houses and businesses and, you know, moving somewhere, all that kind of stuff. The reality is, is that it's, it's, there's a lot of stress there and, and, and there's probably, you know, the, the daily working business of running a business or a marriage or, you know, when there's stress and pressure, you know, that it, it becomes more and more difficult. Right. Absolutely. And, and so if you don't have, if you don't acknowledge that's going to happen 
and it's not being negative. It's being realistic. You won't be prepared. It's being prepared. You, you, why do you, are you being negative because you buy insurance for your car? <laughs> right. Or are you negative because you're putting on a seatbelt? That's, that's a good point. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. we do these things because it just makes sense. It's right. precaution. So why would you not prepare for your worst day? True. Right. And so, uh, one thing we never prepared we for. We didn't. <laughs> no. What we didn't prepare for is our culture differences. We and didn't, so been, you guys should. <laughs> <laughs> take it from us. Yeah. No, but, but that's been, fundamentally, that has been no, the source right of away, our problem. Any we problems went, we have had right. have been because of cultural differences. Right away, we went to, oh, we're so similar in these things. Yes. And it's like, oh, look at that. We were... We were born and raised so many miles apart, and we're so similar in all these things, but we didn't take any time we to like the same out essential stuff. oils. <laughs> because that's going to make oh the difference. Oh, my gosh. When somebody's sick or you can't make rent, right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's all you, you need to know. Marry the guy. <laughs> you like the same essential oils. How bad could it be? Bad. <laughs> But, uh, but, and we've always, you know, when you talk about cultures, I'm, I'm from Canada, from mm -hmm. Saskatchewan was where I was born and raised. It's a prairie province. We boast that in Southern Saskatchewan, you can sit on the porch and watch your dog run away for three days because <laughs> it's just flat and windy and, and it's like that. But, uh, you come from Brazil, Southern Brazil, Southern Brazil. And, and Brazil is a big country like the U S right. so every state has its own culture. Right. And then, and then there's and also then furthermore, families like, right? Have and then that's what we were talking about is like there's the you know the the Brazilian culture, there's the regional culture, and then there's the family culture. Right. Same with you, right? Right. And and so what we don't think about is for however many years those formative years you you lived in that culture so you don't second guess it that's all you know mm -hmm. and then you go out into the world and you want to be your own person but the older you get and the more pressure there is and you add you know business and kids and dogs and relationships which which are all stress points because you're right. you're sharing you know your needs when, when you have your needs wants desires yes. habits yes your culture you know yes. things that are important to you yes. you have all of those things and the minute you add something else to that mm -hmm. you have to share your time with them yes right you have to share that so you get half it effectively gets cut in half we'll say right theoretically now you add two dogs right well it gets cut down even more so and then you add kids and it gets cut down infinitely more right where the only time it ever matters for you is when you're sleeping <laughs> that's the only thing you can do you can't even go to the bathroom or shower or anything like that that's not your time no. Because you've got three pairs of little hands under the, under the thing. And God forbid you and leave the door. And the ones too. So right. It's like five. I've got it like, like we've got it, whatever, really how big, big this house room. is. Four bedrooms, three bathrooms. And I'm in this little three foot by four foot room. I've got two dogs and three kids in there with me watching me sitting on the can. So no, there is no time for you. No. No. When you sleep, you get you time. And that's about it. It depends so if they wake up, though. <laughs> right? It could be a short sleep. Uh -huh. But the thing is, is, is uh, you know, that, that creates stress because we have needs. And then you start reversing to... And then, and then somebody else's culture, which was endearing and cute and wonderful and stuff like that, now becomes <laughs> friggin' annoying because 
How can you, how can you be sitting in the garage stretching for forty five minutes while I'm out here with a crying kid and a deadline on something and da 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 and then there. Well, I didn't want to interrupt your parenting skills, and you then think that I don't trust you with the kids. <laughs> you always tell me that they don't listen to you. They ask me for everything. I was giving uh-huh. you a chance to uh-huh. be their dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously though, yeah, I, I did want to throttle you yesterday, but then I, I thought about it and I thought, you know, you were talking to your mom on FaceTime, right? <laughs> yes. And I thought, yeah, what would Carmen be doing right now? She'd be sitting out in the garage stretching. No, and Carmen would have the maid come bring her her coffee in right. the garage. And the maid would stretch for her, but, <laughs> but nonetheless, she'd be out there in the garage, right? She wouldn't be rushing in. And I thought, yeah. that's just the way you were raised. You were raised in a very affluent family. And so your responsibilities are much differently than my grandmother, uh, who raised me. I consider her to be my mom. She was the cleaning lady for a lot of the wealthy people in town. Mm-hmm. Your family was in Brazil. There's either rich or poor, and your family was not poor. Mm-hmm. And so there's there is a big culture difference there. Yeah, there is. You know, I I was raised. Although I left home when I was. 20 to move to the US and I've been um, you know basically on my own here since mm-hmm. meaning without my family um, I was raised to be um, you know running em- employees and not cleaning my own home I had to learn that the hard way um, and having you know nannies which Obviously, I don't have, and that was a learning uh, mm-hmm. curve. And and although, like, I'm very much in many ways a homemaker, then I'm also not. And <laughs> with you and your, and then I expect you to tell me, like, if I'm taking too long in a garage or whatever because my parents called, I truly expect you to say, "Hey, honey, you know." I only have 10 minutes and I need to finish something. Can you come in? And But in your culture, that would be like... Disrespectful. Very disrespectful. Right. For me, it wouldn't be. It right. would be but, like... And also for you to not notice that I need a hand right. is extremely selfish and disrespectful. <laughs> right. So so there's all this in, in my culture. And here's the differences. Uh, where I come from, if you have an issue with somebody, you speak your... To be respectful to them and what they understand is you're very direct. Mm-hmm. You don't beat around the bush. Tell them what you want, and they either say yes or no, and you and you move on. And most times they're going to say yes if they're a friend or a family member, right? Mm-hmm. But there's no what you call diplomacy. I call it being polite. <laughs> no, we're not impolite. It's just very direct. But then in 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 your culture, it's very indirect. Yes, and. And so it's just kind of... You worry about people's feelings. Well, right. But I'd rather know what you want and either tell you yes or no. I don't, my, and that's just it. Where but I come you're from, not you telling don't, me what you want when you don't tell me that I'm taking too long in the garage. Right. Because that's <laughs> the kind of stuff you're supposed to be self-sufficient where I come from. Mm-hmm. You don't count on other people to do your work. It's really See, hard right? to understand. Well, it is. But, but then, you know, if you but go then through... But if you're from there, it's not, right? Right. Just if you go through is. the history of it, and that's the thing, you know, if you've, you've got maids and employees, we'll call them employees. I think, you know, where I come from, if you have a maid, well, you, you know, you're somehow mean, you're cruel. You know, it's almost like considered something almost like slavery, which is right. not. It's a job. It's a job. If yeah. you have employees that do jobs for you, yeah. then you don't worry about those jobs. 
You know right. what I mean? Right. And then, of course, when you're going to communicate to them what you want done, you're going to be very diplomatic and, yeah. you know, like that. If right? you if you care and, and you treat them well, yeah. you know, like um, our in Brazil, I was raised with maids, but our maids are like a part of the family. Right. You know, they work for us, but they are there for. How every- long has Audi been your mom's maid? Oh, my goodness. Twenty two years. Yeah. She's a family member. Yes. Yep. And she's coming here next month with my parents because my sister is giving birth. And, and that's she's the thing. Gonna she's coming to, yeah, she's going to spend a month over at your sister's house and your mom and dad are going to be here because your mom's coming here to quote unquote, help your sister with her baby. But you know who's going to be gonna taking be 45 care of minutes, my mom? She's going to be 45 minutes away <laughs> having nothing to do with the baby other than making a cameo here and there. But she's taking care of the baby. <laughs> it's the maid doing it. You see yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's a cultural difference. We would not do that. You know, we would move in, take over your whole friggin' house, and in, in, in a week you'd want us to leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would be like that. <laughs> well, the the daughter wouldn't. She would be happier her mom's there doing everything, and mm-hmm. the husband would just wish everybody not so would much. go. Yeah. yeah. But being polite. Being polite. Sure. Well, but that's just it. Like Elaine today. Elaine's moving some stuff, and so she asked Crystal, hey, I need help moving. Can you help me move? No, I can't. You know, I'm busy doing this thing. Yeah. Well, we'll do it later. Yeah. You know, and so she's just telling her like, no, I need your help. Right. Right. And and so. I'm, I helped you move into your place. I, right. I <laughs> went there at 11 p.m. and cleaned your carpets for you. You should do this for me today and I'll right. help you with whatever later. But she couldn't even do it. But but that's but she that directness. Direct. But yeah. that directness. Yeah. That's how we communicate. And nobody's right. offended by that. Right. Because it's just very clear. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. And, and if you're not clear, you say, well, why didn't you tell me? You know, it's, right. it's like that, right? Nobody's feelings are hurt by that, though. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just a different thing. And I think, you know, you're dealing with people that get their hands dirty. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and so you just communicate directly about what you want and nobody's feelings are hurt because there's, nobody's over anybody else. But, but you never communicate directly with me for those things. Certain things. When, for, from for right. certain when, things. When I yes. come out there to tell you you need to come in and help me with these screaming kids because I'm doing I'm working right now. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. That is theoretically I should pull my own weight. But how do I do this stuff on the computer I'm supposed to do when I'm looking I can't be in two places at once, right? And so it's just, you know, you're supposed to read my mind and Right. Situational awareness. You're supposed and, to know, okay, listen, what have you got going on? You got this. And, and it's just and f- it's just and so, and so, and so we can, we can, we see the conflict, right? The conflict is obvious, right? Yeah. But it took us all this long. And how long have we been together? 10 years? <laughs> 11. To realize that our problem is not that you're lazy <laughs> and that I'm rude. Right. It's just a cultural difference. Yes. Cause I always think about it later. I'm like, Oh, if I, if I knew you were feeling this way, I would have liked, cause I have no problem. Like, and just so people have the right idea. You spent a week in Florida and I was here by myself with all three kids mm-hmm. and the house was spotless. They were, you know, they... Who'd you call? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and they were happy and like I was all by myself right. and like I have no problem handling the kids all by myself. Right. It's just that if you're hanging out in the kitchen and washing dishes and you're not telling me like I, I have this to do for work and a deadline... And I went in the garage to stretch and my mom called me. I didn't feel the urgency to run back in. And I thought, hey, he'll 
let me know if he needs me back in. And that's where we lose each other. Right. Right. And, and I mean, that's, that's the, uh, that's the challenge with this is, is understanding what everybody needs. Uh, and then, and then there has to be a compromise and that to me, that's the sticky part. Um, you know, is it easy for you to, to speak directly about what you want and need? Yes. No, not easy. No, no, no it's not. It's I, easy I for me. I always try to be so polite. And right. Terry's like, I don't know what you, you want. trying to manage me? I'm like, no, I'm just being polite. Well, no, it's like Katie. She says, you know what? You know what? I'm going to take some of these goldfish in so that I can share with the other kids. <laughs> yeah. No, because she knows she's not supposed to leave the van with goldfish and take them into the, the right. church play thing. So, but she's going to do it because she's going to share with the kids. It's like, listen, don't manage me, kid. <laughs> no, but that's different because she's actually but lying. But it sounds the same. No, it it's like, okay, what are you up to? What do you want? <laughs> Guys. Well, that's how I hear it. Yeah, that's what it is. right. No, that makes sense. You that's know? how you hear it. Yeah, because you're some ambulance chasing different. attorney would be doing that. He'd be calling you, or some cheesy salesman would would take. Hey, that stop approach. that! It's <laughs> exactly what I tell him. <laughs> but the, but the reality is 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 uh, uh, when I went in there and I saw you FaceTiming your mom, and I walked back in and I was annoyed because I'm thinking, gee whiz, you know, like, and 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 then I thought about it. And I thought, you know what? That's their culture. That's what they do. Everything's fine in here. She's taking some time for herself to stretch. If the house burns down, I'm supposed to go let her know. And beyond that, everything's going to be okay. And and uh, and so the hard thing for me is to go in there and say, because what I, what I think I'm saying to you is, I can't pull my own weight. You're not allowed to have 45 minutes to stretch. You need to get your body in here, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and which is just so... I shouldn't have to be placed in that position. You should see that I've got way too much to do and, and take 15 minutes and stretch, but 45 is too much. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? You don't know how tight I was. <laughs> <laughs> this training is really hard on my body, Terry. And then you want me to walk around with good posture. Uh-huh. I need to stretch. And heels. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You think that just happens naturally? Maybe I just missed you. you, th- you think- <laughs> I just didn't want you out there that long because I just missed you. No, but... But but that's the thing. The hard uh, part on is a, then- On a different note, um, where we clash is I feel, and actually today that almost happened, but I'm more aware now, but I always feel like if a stranger needs something you will put their needs bef- before your own family and literally like totally take me for granted and like push me aside. So now I'm on my own and you are out there giving to somebody else that doesn't necessarily like, how can I explain this? That is somebody that there's somebody that wouldn't do the same back to for you. Right. You know, and there's that that loyalty, and that always like puzzled me. Actually, in the beginning of a relationship, it really bothered me. Um, but even to to this day, sometimes I'm like, how he, how can he not see that his family has all of these needs, and he has not even like a minute, but he will take three hours of his time and go across town to help somebody just because they text and they need a help, but that person can call 50 other people 
it, but we can, we don't have another daddy or husband, well, and you this know. Is, and this is the thing. This is it, again because that's I, your culture. That's our culture. Is right. if somebody actually gets, if somebody from where I come from calls and needs help, mm-hmm. that's next to a nine one one call. Mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty friggin' bad before somebody's going to call anybody for help. Right. I'll be out there. I mean, when we moved into this house, did I call anybody for help? I had a twenty six foot van. Yeah. Uh, very badly injured back. Both of your helpers didn't show. Right. Both of my helpers didn't show and I didn't call anybody because I'm yeah. not going to burden them with my, so with I moved this whole stinking house by myself. I was in so much pain. I could yes, you barely move. It was yep. horrible. Right. Yep. And, but that's, I would never think of calling somebody right. and asking, right. you know, unless so when was, somebody calls you, you see them as you would see the same yourself. Way. Right. And, and that's the problem. Right. Right there. And and it's essentially the same thing for you. Right. Because this culture thing is so ingrained in us and it makes so much, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Why would you do it any other way? We, you feel it and you don't question it. Right. And so the problem I think with couples, the problem we have is, okay, so let's, let's talk about a compromise. That's the logical thing to do. The theory, theoretically, let's compromise. So, um, do you become more situationally aware so that I don't have to come and ask you? Or do I communicate? You know, do you meet me halfway in the laundry room and be, be situationally aware and I meet you halfway and sort of ask? No, right. one of us has to, there is no compromise really. It's one of us has to change or both of us have to change. Right. At times we have to change and go, okay, I'm going to go ask Anna for help. And also, I think uh, what what helps. And, and this for is the me, problem: is when I do ask for help at that point, I'm so annoyed that I got to ask for help. Right. When it should be obvious. Yeah, and and, and, and I that's think a bad thing. I of course, because th- when you're annoyed or frustrated, or I'm annoyed or frustrated, um, then you become something else. Right. And so, what helped me today was the conversation we had another the other day about this. Right. So I'm like okay, I understand what's happening. And so I'm not going to be annoyed or frustrated. I'm just going to later talk about it and be like, hey, you know, this is a good example. So I I was feeling this way, you know, tell me, and then we can have that conversation. But without, you know, when when the therapist teaches us to put our kids in timeout, they they do something wrong, but they're toddlers. So they're, they're testing Every day they're testing their boundaries. That's their job. That's their job. So instead of like putting them on timeout because you're frustrated and annoyed and you just had enough and it's a punishment, mm-hmm. instead it's a teaching moment. Right. So what you do, you just pick them up and say, honey, you need to calm down. What you did is not right. Once you're calm down, we'll talk about it. You come in and it's no emotions. It's about behavior modification. Yeah. And, and so, so it's the same thing with us. And that's the thing. The, like, like for me then. The timeouts now, are not working with you though. No, that's why well. I sent you to the garage though. Because it worked for you. <laughs> you're like Emma though. The timeouts are like a treat. Yeah. <laughs> Emma enjoys her timeout. <laughs> oh, you hi daddy. You there just playing yeah. with her doll. And she's just happy, right? <laughs> hi daddy. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay. Okay. I don't think that worked. Yeah. And don't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be in here twice as long. <laughs> but, but with, uh, with, with with that again it's it's i think the key is understanding it's not meeting halfway because because how do you meet halfway you don't meet halfway you don't yeah. both of you have to compromise and so mm-hmm. what it is is it's just understand each other realize that you're both right but you're both wrong you're both right 
in your culture, but neither of you are right for your culture. And this this is marriage. And this is the whole other thing that we talked about is that I come from a culture and a set of values, principles, and morals. You come from a culture with a different set of values, principles, and morals, and we come together. And where we clash is because we are a family now, right? And we need to create our own principles, morals, and values. And I think that's probably the number one problem with most marriages. Right. It's very hard to become. He's this way or she's this way. Yeah. It's like, hey, you're, you're a family now. You create your own culture. Right. You know what I mean? And because the thing of it is, is what we did and why we did things in Saskatchewan, where they came from, we're not living in that situation now. Same and thing where you me, come yeah. from in Brazil, we're not living in that situation. You can't sit there and wait for the maid to do everything. And, and I'm not out there. Maybe if I wait long enough. I'm not out there a day's ride away in a buckboard from a doctor. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's, it's uh, you know, so I can... I can think differently and do things differently because mm-hmm. the situation is different. And so I think you adapt to your situation and you create your own family values. And that's what we're working on doing. And, and so what it is, is uh, when I do communicate to you and ask for something, always when I get to that point, I'm frustrated because I can't believe you can't see the need and how selfish can you be? Mm-hmm. And so I sound frustrated, mm-hmm. right? Which comes across as, Mad. I'm just sitting here stretching and all of a sudden you're mad for no reason. Right. I don't understand it, right? Right. And so the thing of it is, is I just need to understand and go, okay, I can go ask for something, even though it's uncomfortable for me to do that. And it's going to be pretty friggin' bad by the time I come and ask for your help for something. But if you understand that and know that if I ask for help, then I need the help, mm-hmm. not just being lazy. Uh, but the other thing is I have to understand that you're not going to know that I need the help until I come tell you. Right. And so I, if I'm not frustrated when I tell you, and then you respond in a timely manner when I ask you, mm-hmm. we're good. Right. Right. And so that way, you're not abandoning where you are from. Right. You're just understanding where you are and working with those parameters. And that's the thing, I think. That's the compromise part. Right. Compromise really is understanding. That's true. And, and to me, also, is important to understand that, you know, that culture and personality and everything that persons are all about there's two sides of it and the other side is all the stuff that you love about that person that you wanted to be with that person but it came as a package you know and so yeah maybe somebody else is different in those things but they'll also be different on the things that you love about it you know what i mean yeah so it's like you can't be so hard on the you do things this way or that way because it's just everything changes when you change that we were were talking where i come from it's all about self-sacrifice right so if you're a man you work your fingers to the bone until you die Mm -hmm. and so when you're 60 you look 70 and and you know and you just give up on your hopes and dreams that's for young men right right and so you breed you raise young breed you raise young men to do the same thing so you act crazy up until you're about 20 Mm-hmm. And then you settle and get married and slowly become like your parents. Right. And you die that way. And so, and that's never been the life that I wanted. The thing that attracts me so much to you is that I, I always say that you're the color in our painting, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's just it. You're, you're so fun and you see things that I don't see. Now I'll work myself to death. And for me, my whole life is about service to my family, service to God, service to my children, protecting everybody. That's where I come from. Right. But you put all the fun in our life. 
oh, I kind of force you to like take a step back and yeah, enjoy getting, the moment. But I'm getting good at it though. You're, you have because I never. I used to be so hard for me to do that. Yes, like I, I used to do it, but I could. I'd have to step aside, right, and be your bodyguard or whatever. While well, you went and had fun, but yeah, which was so uncomfortable for me because it's like. What am I doing here by myself? You know, because right. you were making sure I was safe, but you were not having fun with me. And then in the past few years, you truly have gotten to the point where we can enjoy, truly enjoy things together, like adventures, let's mm -hmm. call them, you know, without having that, almost that guilt mm -hmm. about having fun, you mm -hmm. know, or about being in the moment. And, and I actually think that the kids helped with that with you. I can see how, but you you taught me though because I used to stand there and watch you with the yeah. dogs, right? You know, and you That's said no, true. come sit with them, and I said no, they don't want to sit with me, they want to sit with you. Yeah, no, yeah. come sit with them, and now, yeah, if I sit on a couch, I got oh, two dogs laying on top of me, glued to you everywhere. And the I go. Same with the kids, same with the kids, they're and that was always a hard you. thing. Like if we go to the pool, yeah, I'm standing there watching for pedophiles and freaks <laughs> and weirdos and drunks and yeah, you know, and I'm on guard, right? And you're playing with the kids. And right. then it's like, go play with the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, right. Okay, that's <laughs> And my now job. you're the dad of the pool that everybody's watching because the kids are so much fun, right. you know, having yeah. so much fun with you. But that's the thing. Those are the things that you brought to my life. Now, again, it was one of those things where I had to go, okay, it's so uncomfortable to do that, mm -hmm. but let's give it a whirl. You know, this is what is needed now. Yeah. And and that's the that's the always the hard part and and I, I guess it's like anything you know it's like it's like relationships it's like business it's like fitness it's any any of the things that we anything that you go after in life don't think for a second that you can have success and comfort at the same time right it doesn't happen you know if you're not comfortable with discomfort you're not going to grow. You're not going to achieve anything. Really. Achieve anything. Yeah. You have to push at some point in your life. You have to push. And so if you just get comfortable with discomfort, yeah, because there's a big payday to discomfort. True. If you are uh, in the gym working out, if you kill yourself doing sprints, you know, you just have your best workout ever. You're going to be in better shape. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's the payoff. Yeah. Right. If you work hard, you make more money. Presumably if you, you know, sleep out in the snow one night, you know, you learn how to survive in the snow just in case you get stuck in the snow. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so this is just something I like to do every now and every now and again, it's like, Oh no, I'll walk, you know, it's 115 degrees. I'll walk yes. two miles, you know, and I just do it just because just want to be uncomfortable, you know, hardens you up, makes you tougher. You know, what if you had to, <laughs> what if you had a flat tire and you're out in the desert or something? You're crazy. No, <laughs> that's my culture. Oh, I know. It's 112. I'm going to walk home from the gym today, three miles. It's going to make me feel good. Okay, honey. Call me if you need anything. I've done that a few times. I know. But you do. You feel like, hey, I, I'm, I'm okay. I can be in that situation. I'll be okay. Yeah. You know, and if I got to help my family, I know my family will be okay. Say so. That's just where I'm from, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but, no, but that comes. No, it. it and that's true. Like, and that's what I was saying. Part of what is extremely attractive to me in you is the fact that you're not like, you know, a metro man. I don't know if that's politically correct to say that, but no um, offense to any metro man. Out there. No offense to any metro man. I've never had a boyzillion. Plenty of a boy uh, girls that like or, that, right? Yeah. No, but the thing is, for me, I you know, I like the fact that you are, you know 
harder like that you're more of a warrior you know mm -hmm. and so that will come with a set of qualities like that's the thing you and that's what i was saying before it's the same like you like the fact that i dress up in heels and mm -hmm. i you know this and that but i can tell you right now if i spend all day scrubbing toilets i'm not going to feel like it at the end of the day so that's and not I scrub the toilets and, <laughs> and not <laughs> and not that i don't do it it's just that that's just the reality of you you can't have it all in on anybody right. Right. you know and so and I, and I think in that sense it doesn't about, mean that i will never clean it just means that you know those days i'm going to be tired and there will be no walking it, around it's hills. about balance yeah. it's the same thing like when we go to uh you know we go to coronado beach and coronado is you know the dog beach there it's a pretty sane beach yeah go down the road to a different beach like mm -hmm. mission beach mm -hmm. and it's a different different group of people there. So when I'm there, I'm on alert. Like when we were there with the kids and we had them sitting in a wagon and we had the dogs and you and our hands are all full. Oh, and, and it was we, a holiday weekend too. And a holiday yeah. weekend and we ran into a pack of yahoos. There, yes. Right. And yes. so, you know, so we've got dogs and we've got an African-American child and two white children. Of course, somebody has to say something. Right. Yeah. And so right away, I'm looking at my exits. I'm looking at where I'm going to, you know, put you, you know, how am I going to protect them? What am I going to do? Keep everybody safe. Yeah. Right. So I'm not having fun at that point. Right. I'm making sure my family is safe. And if right. I got to deal with somebody that you guys can get away and be safe. Right. Yeah. And so it's just learning when to turn that off and when to turn it on. Sure. You know what I mean? When I'm at the lifetime pool, well, it depends which lifetime pool. <laughs> yeah, because the there are quite a few people. Okay. Listen, who is <laughs> raving drunk at a gym pool in the mid in midday, midday, midday on a Saturday with their family. I know it's like, it was raving terrible. Drunk. It was terrible. Come on. There's like plenty of pool parties to go to. You don't have to do that at lifetime gym. That was just yeah. weird. But, but the guy didn't drown though. I gotta give him credit for that. <laughs> didn't drown. He had his beard dipping pretty low in the water, but he didn't drown. Oh my god! But let Summerlin pool. Yeah, Summerlin <laughs> lifetime. You you just don't generally run into that. No, right? but you go over there and it's just like okay, I don't need to be on guard there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can just chill out and just have fun with my kids, right? <laughs> yes. So it's just learning that balance. Yeah. And then I think also when you understand that, and if you want to go to a pool that's in a more challenging place, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, just understand that it's not going to be a fun place for me. Right. And so, you know, you know, just, just respect, understanding the limits. Yep. And then finding remember, that Remember that time we were in Puerto Rico and we we're walking around and then we started walking around this one neighborhood and you were all fine. And I'm like, I'm not comfortable here. Yeah. And you, it didn't even occur to you because you're like, I can protect myself. I can protect her. But for me, is this? It's kind of the same thing. I was, but on I was the looking opposite. at cool structure, like location shooting stuff like that. I yeah. want to see what was there, right? Yeah. And but you didn't care if there was somebody dangerous because you knew you had it under control. Yeah. yeah. But for me, I couldn't just relax and enjoy because. But um, as soon as you said that, yeah, got out of there. We left. Right. Yeah. We got out of there. So. So. So I think, I think the key is, is that just understand that if you're not raised in the same home, well, first of all, if you're raised in the same home by the same parents, you shouldn't be married. <laughs> There's a law against that, unless you're from Utah. No, I think in Utah, you can't even do that. Yeah, I you don't know. You can't do that anywhere. It's I, just wrong. It's just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. I'm sorry, Utah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you're going to come from two different cultures. Yeah. 
right? And just understand that those differences are there and they need to be there and we need to respect them. Right. The most important thing is to understand them, so talk about them. And this is how we solved this problem is we just talked about why I do that. Right. And And when you do, it makes perfect sense. And I understand now why you do what you do. It makes perfect sense. So it's okay. So how do we make it work? How do we create our culture here where we're respectful of each other's cultures, but also understanding of each other's cultures and finding a way that makes it work? True. Right. And and the most important part is I think both people have to be open to learning and changing because if you get so stuck on no that's how my family does things that's how i've always done you can't be open to just always doing it your way your way exactly so i think that's extremely important and it's been hard i'll admit it's been really really hard Mm -hmm, for me mm -hmm. but uh like like we had this conversation before and i think we talked about it before about you know people coming to the house and of course in my culture you know it's like hey it's your home you know, here's yeah. the remote. Here you sit in wherever you want to sit. And and in your culture, it's very, very different. Yeah. Guests are guests, but this is right the home. And I had no idea. For two years, I, I'd been disrespecting my wife. Mm-hmm. No idea. <laughs> right? Well, we were dating at the time. Dating, yes, dating. And that's, that's why back then I didn't even say anything because we're dating. I'm like, I'm just going to watch him because if that's how he runs his, you know. <laughs> This is not going to work out. <laughs> but once you explain that, yeah. what we do now is when Canadians are here, it's Canadian rules. Yeah. And everybody else's Brazilian rules. Right. And it works out great. It does. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's what I mean. But you were open to it. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, that makes you feel this way. Then and it's uncomfortable because it. people come here and I want to get up and I want to serve them and get them stuff and like yeah. that. But that's not what I'm supposed to do. Right. And so I just sit there. Now, when Canadians come. Yeah, you do Right. I'll let you do however and I know you it's do funny it. now because we talk about it and you point it out. And to me, it's just I'm comfortable. So I don't notice anything, but you notice the differences and you point them out. And we actually laugh about them now mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. sometimes it sounds kind of silly, right? <laughs> but anyway, the point is... We hope this helps somebody. If you, you want know? a marriage to work, you're going to have to make it work. And there are going to be differences. Not everybody is going to be from two completely different continents like we are. But um, I mean... Even in the same country, same city, you know, there can be very different cultures just because they're raised by two different families. And, yeah. and so understanding, talking about the differences, why I do this or why you do that, uh, and then finding an understanding. And then if there's a will to make it work, you bend where you need to bend and, you know, find balance and, and always be respectful. That's Absolutely. the important thing. So if, uh, if that helps, um, the... 38 minutes and 45 seconds has been well worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back in a couple days. on that note, in my culture, we would never be sharing any of this. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Goodladunscripted.com if you want to uh, read any of the articles and stuff like that. I've also got a YouTube channel. I've just started posting again. Uh, Please subscribe and hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple days with another episode of Good Latin Scripted, the podcast.